I love networking. I think it's amazing. My biggest struggle with networking, again, is how to figure out who to network with. And then as your career changes, you need to be able to adjust that with you. So you just have to go with a game plan, figure out what amount of time to give to each person, and then don't get stuck with the same people. So when you're going to networking event after networking event, that doesn't become the social hangout. It can be, but once it becomes that social hangout where it's like, oh, you see Nima and Noel every time and the three of us sit together, you're no longer networking. You're now you're socializing. So just figure all those components out, go with the game plan, figure out how to make it work for you and, and do it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noelle Fryson and... I'm Eric Anderson. And again, today is really exciting. We're going to talk about why networking sucks. Suck. Why does it suck? It's, it's a time suck. Is it a time suck? It is a time suck. I hate networking. I have to tell you, just so everyone knows, I am unbelievably shy. I am the shyest person you will ever meet. Me too. This is incredibly easy. I can't see you guys, right? So it's just me talking to that black camera. But when I have to go to a networking event, I'm literally a wallflower. Well, we were very excited that you think networking sucks. And I was going to make <laughs> another statement, but I'm not going to. Let's introduce our power panel today. Okay. Who's, on, who's on with us today? We have our legal eagle. Everyone knows him. Nima Mary. He is the managing partner at a Mary <sighs> law firm. And he is a lawyer and an investor. Ooh, ooh, welcome, Nima. It's been, it's been a while. So I nice know. see you guys again. I know because you and I chat offline here. So when I'm going to ask Nima, this is a loaded question. Nima, why does networking suck? Do you have the ability to beep, boop, you know, with words? No beeping. Oh, all right. So look, <clears throat> networking is, and I, I I was thinking about today's podcast, and I'm like, all right, you know, what position should I take? Should it just be my typical? The missionary position. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But that just talks about how boring Eric is, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, all right, let's talk a little bit about. I'm totally not. Am boring. I going to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Missionary. It's literally named after a church <laughs> place where people go to okay, like... let's move it. All right. So anyway, um, am I going to be my typical troll pessimist self or am I going to give the real take on and be impartial? It, networking is a necessary evil and it is required for people to begin and you're, you know you're successful when you no longer need to. I think that's the ultimate benchmark. Um, and you know what? I'm actually going to rephrase that too. Networking is a necessary evil, and you have to do a lot of it when you first start out in any field. And then the more successful you get, the less you need to do. But I think at, to a certain extent, you always do need to do it. Um, because if you want to be relevant, if you want to be in the game, people have to know you're in the game, right? There's, yep. never, there's never been a famous uh, athlete who doesn't show up to games. Well, I think the, th the thing for me with networking is how do you know when it's a waste of time? And then, as you said, as you get more pronounced in your business world or more successful, you have to figure out who you should be networking with. Are you going to be networking with that same group of people? Or now do you have to move to a different group of people to network with? I, and how do you I, figure I that you out? I think you might want to define networking. Because when most people think of networking, they think of going to you know, some meeting, either it's a chamber of commerce meeting or it's a... Uh, an association meeting or something like that. And you're in this room with a bunch of people that you don't know what they do. You don't know how they are related to you or not. Um, and it's sort of like a hit or miss. Like, hey, I'm Noelle, you know, and then you have to start this, so what do you do kind of thing. It's, it's just very awkward. But are there other ways to do networking where it's more laser focused? So we, actually, that's, that's a really good point. And we should define networking into two categories, professional networking and social networking. Okay. Professional networking is a being a part of professional networking associations like uh, BNI groups and things of that nature that you go there. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, the purpose of it is, and everybody knows it is to network and to pass business around. And that's professional networking. Then you have another aspect, which is social networking, which is 
um, you're out in a social setting and you are networking and you're trying to build up um, not necessarily your, just your book of business, but your book of contacts, right? Because success rests in contacts. People who have access to different things tend to be more successful because they can call upon different people in different categories of life to assist them and they will excel. Yes. So mm -hmm. we have professional networking and social networking. And I think both of them have different timetables and both of them have different levels of involvement. So what would you like to talk about first? Well, I think they both mix together. They could. All my professional networking turns into social networking. But they will, <laughs> right? So they, they'll, they'll cross. But, yeah. I think we want to talk about how networking affects real estate and how uh, real estate in general is, is a, a profession that needs networking. You almost can't do real estate today without networking. And, and social networking is just as important, I think, in real estate as professional. Because with the professional side, you're figuring out who your advising team is. Who are the people on your team for doing transactions, your lawyers, your surveyors, your inspectors, but yet on the social end of that networking is where are you getting your clients from? Who's giving you that listing? Who's giving you that commercial space? Yeah. So you get that from the social uh, in a lot of respects. So why don't we start out with business networking? So professional networking. Professional networking. I actually have never done it. So I went to one BNI group and I looked around the room and I said, this is bullshit. I was like, you're all losers, I'm out. Um, <laughs> And look, and I think he really did say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, the, the reality, and I'm not bashing. It just wasn't for me because it's so inorganic and it's so like matter of fact that I feel like it actually hurts you, right? Because when you're part of a group like that, you're forced to use people within that group. So you'll never really develop your own network outside. Why are you forced to use people within that group? Because if you sh keep showing up and you add no value to the group, mm -hmm. then you're going to get pushed out. Well, let's start with that. A BNI group is like a LATIP group. They have mm -hmm. categories right? and each person falls into a specific category and then they don't allow someone else of that category. So if you're not utilizing the other people or bringing in deals for those other people and vice versa, then you're kicked out. Um, there's non-BNI networking that you could do that didn't require that. Yeah, and I, honestly, I just never got into that. Um, most of my network networking came from strategic social networking. So I had people I knew and those people introduced me to other people and I would in my mind decide, well, this person is relevant and this person can add value to my life and, and this I person is can't. That's a better way to go. And so then let's talk about that. Is that because the wrong people attend? I wouldn't know because I, I didn't want to waste my time. I've been to a couple and honestly, the couple I went to, I find these types of networking events is just a bunch of people who can't add any value. So they're just, everyone's there looking and has their hand out. It's like- I eat the wrong people for you. Yeah, just in general, look, people who have that kind of free time on their hands, right, to do stuff like that usually aren't busy. And if they're not busy, they're not successful. And these are all assumptions, but like, I don't have the time. So for me to pee on an hour to go and most of the people there are looking for work or looking for business, well, who's the feeder in the group, right? You need a feeder uh -huh. because networking like anything is a self-sustaining ecosystem. A social network of people you do business with is a, a the best way to look at it is a, a self-sufficient, uh, you know, um, its own ecosystem where one feeds the other and it just moves and it just rolls and everybody makes money together independently, separately, and it just is fluid. But when you have too many people taking and not enough people giving, well, that's a failed ecosystem, right? Too many people are eating and not enough people are growing food. Well, I think you have to also look at what you're doing after you attend a professional networking event. Are you meeting up with the people afterwards? Are you making it a more personal relationship? That's right? a whole different conversation. That goes to the social networking. Well, yes and no, but <clears throat> professional networking, networking eventually has to turn into social networking, right? I agree. Most of the people that I end up be, or that end up within my circle are not just strictly in a professional capacity. We become friends, right? Right, and that that becomes my network because we have a personal relationship as well. Correct. And you're more inclined to deal with people you have a personal relationship with. You know, um, I'll give a, this podcast as a prime example. Eric and I, our businesses cross very relatively, but up until the last couple of years, before we became friends, we really didn't do any business together. Mm -hmm. It was through our friendship that we ultimately started doing business together, which is the reality, right? Whereas on a professional level, we otherwise would have been a very good compatible networking match, but because that social aspect wasn't there, both of us were so successful, at least I, I think, that it, there was no- well, I think you were successful, I know I was. 
So I don't know. I well, hope, I hope I was. There was no need for that that yeah. that meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it just I think that social networking is more important than business networking, and that's what I didn't like about BNI. It was such a quid pro quo. Like there's no relationship with people in that room. It's sure. like, well, today I need somebody who grows but lamps. You're, you're I grow lamps. You're basically saying that it was a waste of time. But for the average person who didn't, or even <laughs> you, when you first started out, I'm charismatic as shit, bro. We know that. But when you first started out, you didn't have all these connections. I just needed I mean, maybe to Maybe you had some because you had people in your family that may have been in some related fields that could help you start off. But no. most people don't have that. So no. networking is still a great way to get in and to get that started. You have to uh, go out and make people know you. Honestly, so I just had some really, really good friends. And those friends really helped. Um, so, but that was your network. Yeah, my, my social network, my friend right. network, right? I, 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 I'm agreeing with, with Nima, God forbid. Um, but I'm agreeing <laughs> with Nima because I don't feel as though professional, because a lot of times when you go to things that are relevant to your own industry, you're there with a ton of competitors. You're in a room. I, I don't like professional networking. I don't think it's worth it. But when you take social situations or something else that you're interested in, maybe you're interested in local politics, maybe you're interested in wow. in the local pe- you're meeting people who then can com- become professional. When you're starting contacts. out and you don't have any contacts, you have to do it. I started out through networking and I had a ton of like contacts. networking where? Where did I you I went go? to the chamber of, I never did a BNI group or a LATIP group. I went to all of the chamber of commerce events. I got involved in, in other type of nonprofit type things and I networked through that. Well, Eric built a business involved. off Karen's. That's how I built off of who? Off Karen's. Off of Karen's. <laughs> but that's, sorry Karen, but um, I built my business through that networking. People got to know me, people got to understand who I was, then I made some friends through that. You and just didn't go, I know you. I yeah. know you. You just didn't go to a networking meeting and meet people and and exchange business cards and keep it going Right, that I way. didn't do like you that got human involved. dating where you just you go. You got to, involved. Yes. You became, you know, on the board of the yes. of the bid of the business improvement district. You became, you know, you get you get really involved where then you make personal relationships. True. I think the moral of the story is, right? It just depends on the person and how, what your technique is. Some people are more social than others, so they can do that. And other people need to have that very structured quid pro quo setting because they're not necessarily the most social. So I think the end game is, and what we can all agree on is. No matter if you're doing professional networking or social networking, you need to be out there and you need to be meeting people in whatever capacity that is easiest for you. If you're not the type of person that can go to a bar and talk to people and become friends and hate it off, then that social networking isn't going to be your strong suit where it would be for you know someone as charismatic as myself, for instance. But okay. if you're if you're if it's professional networking, well then you can just go to these BNI groups and maybe that works for you because that's that context that that allows you and your personality to still stand out when otherwise you may get lost in the crowd of charismatic people like Eric and I. So if you're not charismatic, let's give some tips and pointers. Give me your top three pointers for if you're not someone who can walk into a bar and walk out you know, with a date. Like, <laughs> what are your top three pointers for those who don't know how to start? What if you're a person who's like, I'm becoming a real estate agent, where do I even start? That would, I would, Eric, I can go you, first. Yeah. So for me, because uh-huh. I was always, I know people know me today, don't think that I'm, I'm shy, but I was shy in certain respects. So what I've learned now is make, make yourself stand out. So wear like a really cool blazer or wear really cool shoes, do something different that will call attention to you. So um, I don't know what a peacock yeah, is. Yeah, a but peacock. You don't know what a peacock is. I mean, it's a bird. Eric is stuck in 2001 where that book, The Game, came out. Remember when like middle-aged men would wear like stupid hats? I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about anything like that. So but what I'm talking, hold on. What I'm talking so about noticeable. is like what I do now is I, I have really, and I, you know, I'm older now, so I'll have much more confidence, but I wear really cool sneakers. You do. And um, I'm talking about your ugly shirts. I wear really cool sneakers. Uh, Christian Louboutin, they have like wild and crazy patterns, very aggressive. Um, I think they're cool. My wife sometimes thinks I, I look like a clown, but I really like them. And let me tell you, 
I just went into a, a bank panel where I was on a panel at a bank. Mm-hmm. They were asking me questions and everybody was paying attention to me because of my shoes. <laughs> and so right off the bat, before anyone spoke, people were asking me questions about my shoes. What did that do? That helped me get out there. That helped people notice me. That helped me interact. It, make me, it helped make me feel comfortable because now people were talking to me. So um, when I was younger and before I knew about shoes or before I had the confidence to wear shoes, I, t- I hey, took, you mean you're barefoot? <laughs> yeah. So I took a, uh, a tip from my grandfather, who was a very big networker. He was a Rotarian. He was in the okay. photography business. He knew everybody. He knew people all over the world. He traveled all over the world, and everybody knew him. What he did was he wore a little pin in his lapel. I still know this is a lapel. lapel. In his shoulder, it was a ladybug. It was like a stick pin with a ladybug on it. And the people would be like, you have a ladybug on and your people shoulder. Would that come is up actually to him. really cute. And they would go, oh, I'm sorry, you have a ladybug on your shoulder. And oh my God, I used to watch this growing up. Every time we were at a business event, he would meet 10 or 20 people because they would come up to him and, and brush off his shoulder. I love the ladybug. And what it did is it brought people to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're shy, like Noelle said you were shy, you didn't have to talk to anybody. You didn't have to approach anybody. They came to you. And then he would take it further and he had like a little medicine jar and he was like, oh yeah, they're growing. I'm breeding them in my pocket. And he would have like the big ladybug with extra stick pins and then he would give them a pin. Now that maybe was a little too far. I never took that approach. <laughs> but let me tell you, for years, I used to wear the ladybug and it you worked. You did the ladybug? I did the ladybug. And I would actually still do it now because it's fun. Um, it may compete too much with the sneakers. So I don't know that I would do both of them. But um, find something like that that works for you, and it will really help pull people into you, and then you don't have to go after anybody. I love networking events where either, A, I have to speak in front of everyone, because usually I can do a very good job at speaking in front of people, because that usually brings people to me afterwards. Um, That's sort of my ladybug. If I can speak, if there is a time for me to say something, to everyone, like not personally, but to everyone, that's usually that's usually really good for me. Yeah, well, it it it, it gives you that comfort factor, like people are here to, to hear you. Yeah. 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 But um, so what what I'm finding now, and this is something that um, Nima is trying to to work with me on, and he's aggressively typing me a, a memo right now as to how to work on this. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I tend to get stuck into this time suck category, right? So why networking sucks? Like I have trouble sometimes differentiating who I should be spending yeah. my time with and who I shouldn't be spending my time with, what ne- networks are good to develop, what ne- networks aren't good to develop, and what people you should be developing that network with. So I'm such a interactive, friendly person that I can't tell the bullshitters from the non-bullshitters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think, Noelle, you're probably sort of there with me, mm-hmm. whereas Nima is the total opposite. So, Nima, you got to share with me, remind me of these tips and share with our, our audience, like, what are the tips? How do we tell if someone's bullshitting? How do we tell if they're worth the time to network with? How do we know if it's someone we should interact with or if it's someone we should be like, hey, great to meet you. Um, uh, I got to go talk to this person, but I'll catch you next time. It's a great question, Eric. And I think the best answer is, as a threshold matter, starting off, I think you always have to give everyone you meet the benefit of the doubt. You never know if the person you're going to meet could change your life or be a game changer or not. You can never judge a book by its cover or its shoes. Um, <laughs> but the reality is you can't also put good time behind bad, right? So you have to realize sooner rather than later whether this asset, this target, this individual is a waste of time or not. And how do you do that? Is actions speak louder than words. I have this rule where I will always be the first person to demonstrate my worth. Mm. I will send business, I will send deals, I give immediate access, I don't hold back. Because for me, whether it's reciprocated or not in that moment isn't the point. If I met someone and I like them enough to have a conversation and to consider having them within my business circle, Mm I'll immediately give access because people who can do, right? So when I meet someone and they they think that I have a value, they don't really have to sit around and wait for it. I immediately demonstrate that value, right? Through introductions, through actual business referrals, for nothing in return. Now, when I don't see it reciprocated, right, after a period of time, 
and I'm, there's no set period of time, right? That's when you realize that that person is full of it, right? No matter, everybody can talk, everybody can bullshit, everybody says they know someone. You can't just listen to what people say. In fact, typically the more people talk, the more you should just assume that they're overcompensating for not knowing people or not being able to do things because they're trying to demonstrate their worth through words as opposed to action. How, how often are you finding that? Let's say if you're meeting five people. 95% of the time, people are full of shit. But let's say you're in a situation and how long do you give that initial conversation with someone? However long you feel like it. There's no, there's no, there's no, it could be a week, it could be four calls, it could be a year worth of doing business together, right? But you have to at one point draw a line and then that's when you just draw that line. You have to make that determination because you can't keep wasting your time. Guys, time is our greatest asset. It's our greatest value. Whether you're successful or unsuccessful, time has the same value. For successful people, time literally is money. And for unsuccessful people, time is also money because it's time that they should be growing, learning, and figuring out ways to make money. So if you waste that time, you'll never get it back. So you also don't want to become, you don't want to come off like all you care about is that time. And if you don't get that right answer at that moment, then you're moving on to the next person. Listen, that's up to you to decide if that's what you want to do. But for me, like I said, I immediately demonstrate my worth and I don't have a set time of, okay, well, after three calls, but usually after a couple months of meeting someone, mm -hmm. having multiple professional meetings with them, if nothing comes of it and they've added no benefit to your business or your life, you have two choices to make. Do you want to keep them in your life as a friend because you like them as a person, which you always should do, right? Or do you keep them in your life to continue to try to get business from them? But you have to make that decision. I've told people in the past, listen, you're, I, I, if you blow any more, exact quote, if you blow any more smoke up my ass, it's going to come out my mouth, <laughs> right? Like, you're my friend, let's be friends. We don't have to do business together, mm -hmm. right? But just stop because just this whole notion of, oh, you're going to get this, I'm referring this person to you, it just becomes old and jaded. doesn't mean that they're not a great person. It just, as a business network, look, put up or shut up. And the only people who can say that are the people who actually can back up their relationship. If I want to build a business relationship with someone, I immediately demonstrate my worth. It, it honestly doesn't take more than a week before they recognize that I have value in areas that I see that they are looking for value. Okay. And they can do that back or they can't. They can start sending me business and if they can. Let's back up from there though. How do you even make that determination that they are worth showing your worth? So I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I actually do. Right, which may come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I can go to a bar and I can, you know, look, someone could just be a plumber and they could have value to me because maybe I'll need a plumber one day or an electrician, okay. mm -hmm. right? Like everyone I meet doesn't have to be a real estate executive. They could be a real estate agent that is just up and coming. And I could say to myself, hey, let me throw this guy a deal or two and let's see if he develops into something he'll remember, right? So I don't, I, I don't make, I don't have a checklist, right? The point is if you meet someone and you see something in them that, that, that you like, or that you think is a positive attribute, then build a relationship with everyone. You know, and look, I burn bridges. I get moods, and I, I, the, I guess the cool kid term is I pop off. And Eric always, <laughs> Eric always grounds me where he's, you know, and my friends Eric and Surf, and they're always like, you know, why burn bridges? They handle things differently. Instead of telling people off, they just phase out, or you know, they won't deal. With zone out. Right. Whereas, like, I will go out of my way to tell people not off, but like. I want them to know, like, look, like, I'm not dumb. This is the reason why, right? Like, 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 like this is what bothers me, mm -hmm. and that's not always the best thing because while I don't mean bad, it could be it could be hurtful sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the best person to ask how to necessarily deal with that because I have become very jaded. But the reality is, always keep bridges. Always, even if someone doesn't have value today, maybe five years from now they will, and they'll come back around because you had a good relationship with them or you sent them some work. So never burn that bridge. But you have to decide sooner rather than later. And you're going to find people who are constantly calling for your time, right? They're demanding your time are usually the ones you want to avoid. Because successful people value their own time and they're busy. They're busy with their work. And if they have a family, they're busy with their family. They don't have time to bullshit around, to go to a bar and have drinks, to hang out, right? Like those are people who ultimately are, are either single or they're later on in life where they're developed enough and they have that type of leisure because yeah. their kids are older, you know? But if you're in a hustling phase, 
you look, and someone's like trying to use up all of your time for social settings as opposed to business work, that's not a type of person that is going to help you grow. Right. Right. You want the type of person who's going to say, hey, listen, I'm going to this networking event. Why don't you come with me? Yeah. I'm an architect. You're a contractor. Let's go together. Let's let's pitch our values together. Let's make a package for people let's that they like. Yeah. yeah. Right. They If they have that same hustler's mindset, then there's someone who, even if they can't give you work today, they're still hustling. So you're hustling with them. Well, I think that brings up a good point. I think you have to think people and not positions. Cracked. Sometimes people are a hustler, like you said. They may not be in that right position today. Maybe they're early on in their career. But as they go, you know, you could become friends with someone who is a base level uh, attorney, just started doing basic transactions. And then two years from now, they're doing major mergers and acquisitions in a field that you want to get involved in. And they could help you in that area. So I think that's important. and Because um, it really isn't all about what a person's title is. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at that and they, as you said, you can't judge a book by its cover earlier. Um, another thing that I, that I do specifically is I like to trade information. So I like to give you a chance to talk and then I want you to ask and I want you to listen to what I have to say and I want to go back and forth. I don't want to monopolize a conversation and I don't want someone else to monopolize it. And I feel like if that person is there doing that with me, then that's just a good indication that they're a waste of time. Um, is that really how you feel about me, Eric? <laughs> you also have to know and understand that, but but um, there's ways to deal with that stuff. And then name dropping. Oh, I hate name dropping. Name dropping. I never drop names. I think the more the, the person, like you said before with the BS, the more people name drop, like, oh, I know this person and this and that and the other thing. Because when I name drop, it's because I'm trying to BS my way into something. Once you're about to drop a name, stop. It makes you look horrible. It, it totally takes away credibility. Unless you're dropping Nima's name. No, listen, sometimes sometimes you got to flex a little. But, uh, but Once people start dropping who they know and what they know, I automatically am like, you really don't. Well, I think you could do one. One name, like if you're in the conversation, maybe you drop one name. Well, I think it's different if you're like, oh my God, do you know this person because they're in your same realm yes. or cipher? Yeah. If I was like, oh, do you know Nima? And name dropping blah, blah, blah. is actually a good way to test someone. How so? Because some people like to name drop and don't really know the person. Or they right. talk about what they're doing, but they may not know the relevant players. Mm -hmm. So if someone's talking about how they're a developer and hack and sack and they're doing all these plays in hack and sack, right? And you know, you kind of feel them out by you name dropping a little bit to see if they know these relevant people, and then you test them at the level they know them. Well, you can know this person's full of shit or not because okay. if they really were doing this, they would know this person or they would have a good relationship with this person. So name dropping doesn't hurt. Also, the one thing we're ignoring as long as you can back it up. Yeah. There's nothing worse than name dropping and then that other person actually knowing that person and then hitting them up, right? We're like I've been in conversations before and um a name came up, someone brought it up, right? And you know, I was I was in an ancillary conversation and so I guess somebody overheard. And they thought they were going to check me, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, well, I know so-and-so. Like, let me call them. So I was like, okay. So and they were like, Nima! That's exactly how it went. And then that person was like super nice to me afterwards. Right. So, so like, guys, if you do name drop, just please make sure you know that person and not tangentially because you will end up looking stupid and you'll lose all form of credibility. Like, don't talk about people you know through someone else. If you can't pick up the phone and expect that that person's going to answer because mm -hmm. it's you, mm -hmm. then don't use their name. Okay. I agree with you. Just, uh, Justine has a question. She wants to know how does she find events to go to? What events should she go to? Well, you look on uh, Eric, this, the, the Remix podcast and the Alexander Anderson School of Real Estate has a board that talks about networking events and it's posted within the lobby of their building. Um, or that would just there's be a great idea for them to do. <laughs> there's tons <laughs> of events. There's tons of events out there. Um, we have a Facebook chat forum that, we do have that a Facebook has information forum. in it. Um, there's tons of stuff there's facebook groups online there's social media groups justine google yo you know what though <laughs> justine um I, I always say she in trouble see the way you exhaled no 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 because you can go i belong to a crap ton of facebook groups and i do comment like if you're bored or sitting or doing something you might go through them <clears throat> but also what what other things do you like to do like uh, you know if if 
if you're civic minded in any way, I totally think getting involved in your community is a great way to. Well, wasn't to the start question about real estate? No, it's how do you find networking events? Just networking events. Well, I'm assuming you're you want networking events in real estate. Yes, but if you're becoming a real estate agent, as Justine is, so Justine, then um, don't you need to meet all types of people so you can let them know you are an agent? Th there's, yes, there's, there's, there's that a, is true. There's an app called Google. Type in. Bergen County real estate networking events. And honestly, most people having the events want people to come. So right. they'll post it and the internet will populate where things like those keywords are posted and find you different links. Community and, calendars. Yeah. Um, also through networking. So if Outside you, shop right, taped to the windows. Yeah. But, but one of the best scenarios would be if you're in a situation and you become a real estate agent and you're dealing with other real estate agents, ask them what they're doing. Yeah. Talk to some of the lawyers. So let's say once you pick your network of lawyers, and say, hey, if Nima's your lawyer, hey, Nima, what events are you going to? Where are you going? Can I tag along? And you kind of build your network that way. What's my answer going to be, Eric? If you felt that the person had good growth potential, you would say, I'm going to be here. In my office working. <laughs> no, you're going to say, come with me to the event. I mean, if, if you felt there was value. If you felt there was no value, you would just hang up the phone. If you're the just bridge. getting your foot, <laughs> if you're just getting your feet wet in, uh, in networking, Try your chamber of commerce. Why don't we have a networking event? Why don't we learn from our own advice? Why don't we have the Remix Real Estate Podcast networking event? Well, we are in uh, May. Yeah, we, we, we have a we have an event coming up in May, but there you go. You Find can come calendar. to our event in May. Ask your secretary. But I mean, I think you know if you try your. We had Lauren on, who's the head of the Hackensack, our local chamber of commerce, and she spoke a lot about mm -hmm. the different networking events that they. But we made. didn't get a lot of views there on that video, did we? Actually, it was one of our <laughs> most popular. Yeah, for that yeah. for that day. Anyway, Nima, <laughs> think people, not positions. Find common ground, Nima. You do. So finding find common some, ground. Some bridges have to be burnt. No, no burning ground. bridges. You do have to find common ground. So there's water under bridges, so there's no ground. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Look how uncomfortable <laughs> these guys are. So. Regional Chamber of Commerce, find common ground with the people that you speak to. Maybe, um, maybe your professional lives don't don't meld automatically, but you might both enjoy skiing and you start talking about how it's been a warm winter, something like that. So back to what what Nima had mentioned earlier, where you had a, an architect and a someone a real estate agent together, or a lawyer and an architect, find that common ground with someone in your industry. So let's say. But not your job, if, not your existing job. But let's say your let's say your brother's an architect, or your friend is an architect, or your sister is a lawyer, or whatever. Talk to that person, and you can go out with that person and go networking with that person. It's a great way to start. Find out if there's any conventions that you can go to. Go meet people. Go ask them. Hey, where do you meet people? Where do you go? You know, we find out about events all the time because we get added to mailing lists because we go somewhere. And we talk to people, and then they help us network in other areas that way. One of the places that I love to go every year, when we go to Triple Play, I always meet a ton of people there. Bullshit event. But it's not. I met so many people at Triple Play. and so How many, many people, of those people have actually have been value-add? All you need is one. A lot, actually. Okay. And it also helps you. That's good. If then. you're playing in a certain space, okay? Like sandboxes. Um, and you want to get out there. The more people that get to know you, the more people that understand who you are. This is sometimes more applicable in like a business perspective. Your just name gets out there because people start to meet you. People start to talk to you. So you don't always have to get a direct piece of business from that. And you can't always trace back that business. But the fact that you Presence. went to an event and there's 200 people there and now 200 people know who you are, you don't know where that's going to lead to next. You don't know what part of... of a transaction is going to come from someone who heard of you from someone else. So it's not always something you can put your finger on and say, I got this lead from this or I got this business from this. You have to just get out there and do it. But also at an event like Triple Play where you have the big room of all the tables, you can actually say, okay, let me go speak to these people because they do X, Y, Z and I know how they can fit into my life. It's like a beginner's kind of a situation where you can be there and you can say... I know that these people do this for real estate. Let me go speak to them. Yeah. But I, I think that, that these are all good points, but um, you just got to go do it. You know, but one of the things that you need to, to worry about, again, another sucking issue 
is how do you know when people are wasting your time or how do you know if that person respects you in, in a networking situation? So I have a really great story, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I know you're going to love this story. So growing up or coming up in the real estate world, there were people that I always thought were winners, right? So someone I thought was a great developer or a great real estate agent. And I wanted to become friendly with that person so I could network with them or I could try to learn from them. And I started this at an early age. So let's say that person was Nima. Because I was younger in the business, he's probably just going to shut me out right away. So that happened a lot of times to me. And I wasted a lot of time trying to develop relationships with some of these more important people. And how I saw that happening was um, I would go up to people and I would start talking to them. And then once I was there, that person who was, let's say, a, a much higher level person, because I wasn't afraid to go up. I'm not afraid to go up to the mayor, right? Some people would be afraid to do something like that. I'm not afraid to go up to the highest person in the room. But what would happen is that person may or may not give me the time of day. And when I'm talking to them, they're kind of looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as someone more important to them came in the room, they just bailed on me. So what I started to learn was how to avoid situations like that. And once I had that happen to me from the same person more than once, then I would no longer talk to that person. Okay, I wouldn't burn the bridge. I would just avoid them. And then as I grew in my networking status and as I got more, more known and more successful, that person actually turned around and started coming to me and saying hi to me because I purposely watched their body language, learned what they were doing, and I just mm. avoided talking to them. I didn't like write them off. I didn't burn the bridge. I just stopped going up to them. I didn't go say hi. I didn't look at them. I didn't do anything to them. Yeah. I'm and then they that. came to me. Don't chase was, people like a dog. Because I would never do that to someone. You know? And it was just such an amazing skill that I learned. And I don't think anyone could have taught me that. And I'm sure we've all experienced that, where we've gone up mm-hmm. to somebody and they blew you off. And then you keep going back like a puppy dog trying to get that, you know, that person to engage with you. And um, when I learned that trick, I was like, I felt so empowered. And that first time that that person actually came up to me, I was like, it was like I just did like ecstasy or something. Not that I've ever done that. But it was like an amazing experience. I felt so empowered by that. We're not saying ecstasy is an amazing experience either. When you go to networking events yes. or when you have situations in which you know there'll be a lot of networking to be done, do you have a plan of what you wish to accomplish? The only thing you should wish to accomplish in a networking event is to meet people who have value. Okay. So yes and no. So mm-hmm. if I'm going, if Nima calls me last minute and we're like, hey, we're going to go to this lawyer's event, I don't necessarily have a plan. But there are times... If we're sponsoring an event for something, or if we're going as a sponsor and we're <coughs> part of the network, we will have a game plan. We're like, okay, let's look at the, the the vendor list in advance. Let's look at the attendee list in advance. Who are the people on this list that that are our number one choices that we need to talk to? And then we would go down the list and 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 come up with secondaries, um, d- depending on how much time we had. But absolutely, you can go with a plan, um, and it makes makes you feel like you've accomplished more and it's not a waste of time. Maybe you should try a plan at a networking event, Nima. I have to tell you, sadly, I've just, I don't know what it is, this post-COVID world hmm. where I just hate networking events. And like, I go I to them because I feel like I that. need to. But literally, as I'm there, I'm just looking around being like, this is BS. And People got really used to being at home. Yeah. No, I mean, also just in general, like I've become jaded, right? Like, I'm like... I- I'm a believer and I don't like to tie my success into other, and that's not a right way to think either. I'm not saying this is right, tie my success into other people. Like, I wanna be like a bulldozer and just smash through and like, I don't need anybody. And that's, it's not a good approach. It's not a good mentality to have, right? I think it's just, you know, it's just a sort of post-COVID mentality. If I need no one, I can do it on my own. Um, but that puts a lot of more pressure on me. So if you want to honestly be successful, you wanna take that approach, like you should really be looking to, spread the weight around with other people who are strategic partners, not do it all on your own. And you meet those people through networking. Um, But yeah, for me, when I go to these events, I just, I don't have any targets. And honestly, I'm increasingly like, you know, I just look around and I'm like, no, I'm good. You have a lot of young people or younger people. They're not young, young, but they're younger people that work for you. What do you tell them to do? What do you expect them to do? What would be good for them? 
Uh, in what capacity? Like, do I tell them to go out and get business? Well, I, like, I do. how do you how do you expect them to network? How how do you how do you mentor them into using their connections to? So I tell them to build. I try to teach them what I did, okay. which is don't be fake. Build relationships, and they just don't want to do it. Um, I'm not saying my staff in general. I'm just talking about what I've experienced in the younger generation. <clears throat> is you guys want to leave at five? You want a check that's going to be direct deposited into your account and you don't want to put in that extra effort that requires you to grow and you're complacent in that. But then you want the nice things you see on Instagram. The reality is when I was in my 20s, I wasn't going out with my buddies out on a Wednesday night. Like I was going out to dinners with clients or prospective clients. I was entertaining, right? I was doing individual, what you can call networking is inviting someone out. Even if it's one-on-one, it doesn't have to be a big setting. Right, 100%. I was I was putting in that time after hours to develop relationships and build relationships that were outside of friend relationships or work relationships that turn into friend relationships, right? So like my own friends, they got it. My college buddies, my law school buddies, like I spent like almost little to no time with any of them because my free time was either spent working or socially going out with people that could I can get work from. And what I tell these younger guys is go out and build relationships, and they haven't. Like their girlfriends will be upset and say, well, you have to come home or their wives. Like, you know, they're already domesticated. And don't make um, billionaires that way. And vice versa. So I've spoken to females who, and not um, not in my office, but in other people's offices who are like, we don't want to go out. Guys just hit on us. And I'm like, yeah, but whether you're a guy or a girl, like it's, you can, you can set the tempo of how appropriate. Because that's your advantage. That's one way to look at it. But honestly, as a, as a woman, you can you give off the vibes of how someone's gonna treat you respectfully or not, Correct. right? But like you still need to be out there to get business, male or female. So, so yeah, so that, so that all sucks, right? But, okay, and I think that it's, it's good advice for these younger people, but I, I think that getting out there, okay, is the way that you, become a person and that like we said like you you have to build that business and one of the things that i teach my team is role playing you have yeah. to role play if you don't role play you don't know how to react in situations like you said if someone's getting hit on or or if their girlfriend is yelling at them to come home whatever you you learn from networking how to interact better in all different circumstances and Networking is just like sales, except you may not be selling a product in a networking event. You're selling yourself. So you have to learn how to sell in a non-prostitute way. You have to. I just saw Moulin Rouge last night. Amazing, amazing, amazing Broadway show. Anyway, you made me think prostitutes. It's kind of what it is. Anyway, but um, you have to get out there and get to these networking events because you can practice role play there. Yes. Role play is how to interact how to deal with the situation. I don't know, if Noel's a stranger to me, I have no idea what she's gonna say to me, okay? And even though I may not enjoy networking, okay, and I may think it sucks, if I don't have practice here, this is a great way to practice without any repercussions. Like, you're a litigator, you had to learn how to litigate at some point, you had to practice litigating because someone had to teach you with all due respect lions were born knowing how to hunt whatever so but you had to learn like you have to learn how to react from what people say to you and unless you try that you don't have the experience the more experience you have in networking or litigating the better you are the more experience you have talking to people and anything and the more experience when you're uncomfortable and getting out out of that situation the better you are what I'm hearing you say is that networking is a opportunity to a go tool. out there and tool. make mistakes yep. if you if you have to make mistakes because you're never going to see those people again. Maybe, maybe, but maybe it's a it's a learning tool. It's a learning tool, yes. right? Okay, and that's how I learned. I learned through networking. I my my parents didn't teach me business as much, you know. Even though I had a little bit with my dad, but he he didn't have the strong points with with the networking that I have today. And I learned that through trial and error. Um, I actually didn't even read books. I just went out there and I learned it. Maybe I read like Guerrilla Negotiating. Maybe I got through half of that book. True story. When I was learning how to read, I think I was like four or five years old, my dad would read me a col- make me read this college book called Principles of Speech. Okay. So he like, when I was younger, I guess he felt these were all important characteristics that I needed to be good at. 
negotiating and he would make me read these books since like literally at five years old I was reading a book called Principles of Speech and it talked about the methods of communication enunciation things like that so and you're good at it. you're good at it yeah brainwashed from a young age I don't think I ever read that book or heard of it should so, I go read it now I have it <laughs> I've heard in this past 45 minutes I've heard to a do something that stands out, like your your uh, ladybug. I dis- I I actually the ladybug is cool, right? I thought the ladybug was but really like, cute. But I think that you have to be. It depends on your personality. Because if you're a weirdo and everyone, like, I'm not saying that to to chastise someone. If someone is just inherently kind of awkward mm-hmm. and you do something like that, like people just think you're a weirdo. Like somebody like Eric can pull it off because when he talks to you. He's an otherwise normal guy, and it's just like a funny conversation piece. But like, if already you have an awkward personality, guys, don't use that method because it just doubles you down as a weirdo, and people will judge you. Well, I mean, but there are little things that you can do. It doesn't have to be a ladybug on your shoulder. You could wear a really nice brooch that it gives people the opportunity to be like, oh my God, that's really nice. Because sometimes people are just looking for a reason to break into that conversation with you. And you're giving it to them. I always compliment people. I will find something on them. If I want to speak to them, I will find something I feel on really them. Left out. <laughs> I will. <laughs> She'll be like, I love your eyebrows. Yeah, no, I will. I'll be like, oh my God, your shoes are amazing. Your your jacket, I'll find something on them because that just, when it disarms them, it disarms them. And it allows me to keep on talking to them if I want to. Yeah. So don't let networking suck for you. Okay. We all know it sucks. It, Nima thinks it sucks. Noel thinks it sucks. I still think it's necessary. I love networking. I think it's amazing. My biggest struggle with networking, again, is how to figure out who to network with. And then as your career changes, you need to be able to adjust that with you. So you just have to go with a game plan, figure out what amount of time to give to each person, and then don't get stuck with the same people. So when you're going to networking event after networking event, that doesn't become the social hangout. It can be, but once it becomes that social hangout where it's like, oh, you see Nima and Noel every time and the three of us sit together, you're no longer networking. You're now you're socializing. So just figure all those components out. Go with the game plan. Figure out how to make it work for you and, and do it. I, I actually have something to Eric. What do you think about when you go networking, don't ask for things? So if you go networking, don't immediately start asking someone for something because then you become a liability. Yes. I think that's a very good one. Just work on building a relationship with the person. And if something comes from it, that's great. And I'm saying this even in the capacity where you look, most people know that the person they're talking to is is more successful or less. So if you're in the position where you know you're talking to someone who can refer work to you Mm -hmm. and is higher on the totem pole than you are. Don't begin asking him for stuff and don't be rude about it. If he wants to send or she wants to send you stuff, they will. But I, you know, don't be like, so do you have anything for me this week? You know, don't make it that transactional because that person then will then look at you transactionally and expect you then to perform as well. And if you don't, you've just destroyed what could have otherwise been a referral source. It's a long term game. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Try, Try to get a second date. Yeah, exactly. So do that discussion like I you think said. you're right. Don't ask for any business. Okay, don't offer any business. Just be like, hey, I'd love to talk to you more. Can we grab coffee next week? And if that person says yes, then you know you have something. And don't, okay? don't promise something that you can't deliver. Yeah. Yes. Like it's listen, guys like Eric and I, Noel, like if we can if we see an up and comer, like we're not sitting there going, well, What can you give us? Like we're actually cool to dish out work to people mm-hmm. so they can develop. Like if we have it, we don't mind doing it. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I'm more cool doing that to someone who says, hey, I need work. I can't add anything back, but I'm looking to grow. I'd be like, yeah, no problem. As opposed to someone who's going to BS me mm-hmm. and be like, no, let's refer to each other. We're on the same level. And then they're just not. Like I, that would bother me more and I actually won't send them work. Whereas I'll send someone work who just says, look, I'm really trying to get up there. If you ever have an opportunity, like give me a shot. Yes. And just remember that whenever you get out of that networking, follow up, follow up, follow up. That's something that everyone is bad at. I don't know anyone who is amazing, except for one person, Adam. Adam, who's usually on on the podcast, um, he's amazing at follow up. He will follow up like he'll send you a courier. He will vision. follow you into the grave. He will. <laughs> but most people are not good at follow up. What are your easiest ways to follow up with people? That's not too time consuming because you can't have coffee with everyone. So what I do is every time I take someone's number and I sort on my phone, I take a screenshot. 
And I go the next day and I look at my screenshots because there's no way I'm going to remember your name. Mm-hmm. Right. And that number just gets lost. And I'll shoot a text message to them with just my name. But if I don't take that screenshot of their number, I have no clue who they are. And if a couple of days goes by and I don't text them, they're completely lost to me mm. in what is otherwise a very busy life I have. So that's my technique. And my follow up is usually a text. And if I see value add, I'll usually follow up with a social activity like golf. Okay. Cigars. Something that's fun and entertaining. I've never gotten golf or cigars. I've never gotten (laughs) golf or cigars either. I think I prefaced with I had to see value. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think either of you smoke cigars or play golf. Eric, I know, doesn't play golf. No, not really. You're just too big to play golf. Like, I mean, you would need like a a really long. Were you at Eric's thing at the pool? I brought cigars. I brought cigars to your house. No, Eric doesn't doesn't invite me to his house or social. You were there. I know you were there. And I brought cigars. There were 250 people there, so you got lost. In the Eric throws ragers. Like he doesn't throw normal <laughs> person parties. Like I like I invite people, and then I invite people who don't exist, so no one shows up, and then I sit and have a party by myself. Ideal, my own playlist. A party is networking. It is, <clears throat> and I like that you take screenshots of it. That makes sense. A screenshot of someone's telephone yeah. number. That way, you know I need to get back to this person. This is a person that I want to follow up with. You need to develop some sort of system to remember the follow up because you could go to every single networking event out there with no follow up. Nothing is going to happen. So yes. I, I remember there's a story that my dad told me. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but um, Onassis the big uh, boat guy, right? Who had all the shipping. Jackie Kennedy's. Onassis, yeah. Uh, She was his wife. He was was a billionaire before she was married to him. Um, Apparently, he had a little notebook. And whenever he would meet someone, he would write their name down. And then he would write next to them what they do and a brief description and what he thought could be their value, Mm -hmm. right? And he always kept that notebook with him. So if he ever met someone or needed to go back to it, he would flip into his notebook and Hmm. he would just keep that. It's Uh, actually, I heard that story too. And my grandfather with the ladybug, also used to keep a little notebook and a little pen, and he would write through it, and then he would have stacks of notebooks, because after all that time... He met a lot of people. He's like, it's in in one of my notebooks. But that's like, right? So that's like, cool. We have our instant notebooks right here. Sure. And there's there's a lot of apps that do this stuff for you, but honestly... I'm not that organized. I really don't know anyone who is who's going to take and just do data entry all the time. Like, right. it, there has to be some natural cycle to it as well. And I, I also firmly believe that the ones that need to develop those relationships, they just will because you'll remember them and you'll hit it off so well that one of the two of you guys will follow up with each other. Yeah. So, Justine. <clears throat> Justine, yeah. you're top today. I just want you to know that. You're <laughs> She's top. She's awesome. Um, she wants to be updated on the May event. So, everyone, you go to recareercenter.com. That is where we will have posted the information about our May event. You just go back there. And um, we you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The closer we get to the event, the more we're going to be talking about it on this podcast. So, um, guys, I'm giving away free car at the event. Free car. No, it's not. Box, a matchbox car. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. How'd you know? Because I know you. So, matchbox, that's cute. It's going to be one of those little uh, die cast cars. So, Eric just ruined my where network. Do, where do you find us? Follow up. Follow, follow us, us on you? YouTube, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, so, subscribe, just go there, subscribe. subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Go to recareercenter.com and you can find out more information. Um, but, Every week there's a new episode, so yeah, we so have last, something to tell you. Lastly, most important, go with a plan to your networking event for your first time. Make sure you role play. Don't be a Scrooge. Don't be a grouch. Put on a smile. Why do you look at me when you say Scrooge and grouch? Think people, not position. If you, if you talk, you own it. Think people, not position. Just do it. Yes, it sucks, but make it not suck. All right, and remember, if you visualize it, you can own it. So we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.